Welcome to the Honorable Insurance Podcast. This is the podcast of the Toscano Agency, which, by the way, was founded on Bill Toscano's front porch over 52 years ago. The front porch is a strange place to start an agency. We are humble and come from those roots. It's because his wife would not let him use the dining room. We're still family owned, operated, and friendly here at the Toscano Agency. And you can see Bill Toscano's front porch on Toscano.com. We have a picture of it, so make sure you check it out. We have a CE class on January the 18th, this upcoming Wednesday. We're going to really deep dive into the differences between the personal umbrella policy and the CPL policy. Make sure you register for this at Toscano.com forward slash CE because our virtual classes do fill up really quick. Today, we are taking the time to talk with Personal Lines underwriter, Carrie Bush, and we're going to talk about personal umbrellas and CPLs and excess, and yes, everyone needs one. Without further ado, here's today's episode. Good morning, everyone. We have the best guest on the show today, and she just happens to be the biggest Pittsburgh Penguin fan that there is. We have Personal Lines underwriter, Carrie Bush. Carrie, welcome. Good morning, Nicole. How are you? I'm great, but I know you're much more excited than me. So tell everybody why you are so excited today. It is Friday the 13th, but tell me why you're excited. Um, I will be going to the Penguins game tonight, which is not the first one of the season, but I get to do their penalty box experience. So I'll be watching warmups from the penalty box. Amazing. So could you possibly have blood splatter? Could that happen? I mean, maybe. I mean, it's not impossible. I hope not. But I mean, hey, it would be worth it and a good story in the end. So, oh my gosh. So, Carrie, tell us when your, you know, big fandom for the penguins began. Tell us a little bit of background. So, actually, when I was a baby, my mom always tells me the story that I was a very fussy child. But um, the only way she could go for groceries was if she had penguin games on. So she would put, she would record them and put them on the TV and she could leave me with my dad and go do her grocery shopping and I would sit and watch the game and that's when it started. So I don't know, five months. Oh my gosh. That is so awesome. So tell me a little bit, how often do you go to games? I know, but everybody else doesn't know. Yeah. So I actually, Penguins actually offer a six game package plan. So the last two seasons I've been able to, um, to do that. And then usually I grab a handful of other games. So usually around 10 games a season, roughly give or take. So awesome. I love that you do that. She is seriously the biggest fan. So she is in gear. You guys can't see, but she is. She's totally in gear and she's always pumped up. So she says yes more on the day there's a Penguins game. So if you guys have risks, <laughs> make sure you check the schedule. And that's when you're going to call Carrie and you'll you'll do good, right? <laughs> yep, that's perfect. <laughs> so Carrie, um, obviously you're a personal lines underwriter here at Toscano. You do a fantastic job and you hyper-focus a lot on high-value homes and then fill in with everything else. So today we're really talking about the difference between the personal umbrella and the CPL. And I want to deep dive into that with you in just a little bit, but why don't you share your history with Toscano, how you got here and go through some of your um, accomplishments through the years. Yeah, so I started here back in April of 2015. Neighbor Nadine Rosenstill, who's now actually my manager, suggested it because I was just working at a daycare, kind of was trying to figure out if I wanted to go back to school or what exactly I wanted. So applied and I got hired in our policy service department and I was there from April until February um, of 2016, which I then took an assistant position on personal lines in that position, maybe two years. And then um, Lily Toscano actually moved to commercial and I 
applied for her underwriting position, and that's kind of how I got to where I am today. I also have my CIC designation, which I obtained through a scholarship through IAMB a couple years back, 2020 to be exact. I did all five courses within like six months during COVID because it was just it it worked like I had the time I could it was we were working from home and that's when like the classes were all online so it just it was easy it worked right okay so let's pause a second because this is a time to reflect number one that's not an easy thing I have tried to get my CIC I took one course which is a life insurance course I was in the middle of moving too but I failed it I failed it I didn't sell life insurance that is not an easy thing to do. And awesome that you got the scholarship from IA and B to do so. So yes, kudos to you, Carrie. That's Thank you. But yeah, I mean, it, it was a lot of work. I mean, I was taking classes and taking the test and then turning around and taking another class, not knowing if I had passed the test before. Um, <gasps> oh, so geez. I mean, it was, str- yeah, because it, it was <sighs> taking like, it took like anywhere from four to six. Some of them were like eight weeks before I knew if I passed. So like I had taken maybe one or two classes and then was finding out if I passed the first class that I took. Oh my gosh. stressful because I was taking all these classes, not knowing if I even passed the one before. Okay. So Carrie, I have an idea because this is the way my marketing mind goes. We should start a CIC prep class to help our producers who want to get their CIC to help them prepare for what's coming. Okay. This may be coming in the future, guys. Just saying. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. I mean, I took the personal lines first, which I think was probably helpful for me because I was, well, and I didn't know what the classes were like, but by taking that, I had obviously some knowledge of personal lines. So um, some of it was review. Some of it was stuff I didn't know, but I think by taking that first, it made sense because I could I, I knew the subject. I just didn't know how involved it was going to get. So I was happy that I did take that one first. And then kind of from there, I just kind of picked which ones I thought made more sense to go with. Like I didn't take the life and health until after I had my CIC is just kind of like the requirement to keep it in place. So like I did the personal and then most of the commercial ones. So some of the commercial is similar to personal. So it made it a little bit not easier, but easier to I guess, and have an understanding and know what the class may be like. Yeah, definitely. And here you are today. So Carrie, share with us just a little bit. I want to know what your day-to-day is like at the Toscano agency. What happens? How does it go? What do you see the most? Let's go through a little bit. I mean, I would say no day is ever the same, but I mean, usually I'd, you know, come in, go through my emails, see if there's new stuff that I can, somebody might be inquiring about, try to get that stuff out first, because usually to me, they're, they're interested in sending something to us. So I want to get those out of the way. And then from there, I kind of, maybe if I had stuff that I didn't get to the day before, that's what I'm going to focus on first. And then kind of go from there. Kind of each day is different. Some days are busier than others. Kind of just go with the flow, I guess. Right. Definitely. Well, the thing with personal lines, and you know, I think this isn't any retail agency. This is here as a wholesaler at the Toscano agency. It is so fast paced in personal lines. For commercial lines, we've got expiration dates and we got time to work on them, this, that, and the other thing. Not that we don't have expiration dates in personal lines, but things just seem to be so much more in high demand. Like we've got people yeah. who are doing last minute settlements. You know, they're purchasing this $200,000 collector car that they suddenly forgot they needed insurance for, or they're building a house and they go, oh yeah, I need a builder's risk policy and we break ground in an hour. Like, that yeah, seems- the more it seems like the mortgage companies have a lot of bearing too on personal lines, especially like your homes and your dwellings because they want stuff so far in advance. So like 
even something that's closing mid-February where they want quotes now because right. those, those mortgage companies need to see that they're getting the coverage that they want and stuff like that. So, I mean, it it is always on the go in this department. It's never, hey, I need this for three months for now. It's always, hey, I need this t- yesterday. Right, um, exactly. Stuff. Definitely. But the other thing, and this is what I will say about our personal lines team here at Toscano, you guys have such a fast turnaround when you can control and have all those pieces in front of you, you're a true underwriting shop in the whole entire agency for sure. Um, but you guys crank this stuff out. So on average, how quick do you get things out the door? I mean, if it's something I can quote myself, if it's not a hectic day, I would say within a couple hours. If it's one I need to submit to a carrier, it's going to obviously depend on the carrier. But some of our carriers, I would say within 24 hours. Tops. Right. Awesome. This is really cool. And um, we really are able to take those emergencies that come through. So, you know, when you folks are sending things in, whether you're reaching out to marketing or directly into one of our underwriters here, give them a heads up, let them know if this is a true emergency, what your deadline is. And they really do try to accommodate as much as possible, especially Carrie. Yeah, for sure. I try my hardest. I mean, and I, I mean, I frustrate myself when I can't hold up on an end you know what I mean like I have all intentions of getting something clicked but maybe we have a lot of meetings that day or maybe the company's out part of it I mean there's always factors and like I but I try to be realistic and say hey look I mean Hudson I know that's one of our carriers with umbrellas and CPLs they're not quick and I'm upfront about that like hey look I submitted this but they can take up to a week two weeks to get back to us on stuff and I mean yeah I hate saying that but I'd rather somebody know, like, you're going to be waiting a little bit, but this is the only carrier I have. You know what I mean? Like, I just. Right. Yeah. No. Set an expectation. Definitely. Yeah. Um, When we share expectations, everybody just feels that much better. The open communication is so important. Definitely. So you do write a ton of high value packages and high value homes. You want to talk a little bit about how that has grown and changed for you over the past couple of years? We really yeah. have been able to help a lot more than we used to. Yeah. So I would say when I first came in here, we had them. Um, I mean, I so when I came in here, we had them kind of was a beast, I guess. Most, most people kind of were like, oh, I don't want to touch that. That's, yeah. that's, that's a lot. <laughs> um, and I get that. I mean, they, it, they are involved. Um, so, I mean, I honestly, when I was an assistant, taught myself to have an AIG system for endorsements because nobody was really familiar. We were kind of just sending stuff to them. And they they were getting to the point that they wanted us to do it. So I took the initiative and kind of just played around on their system. And I figured out how to do an endorsement on there. And then kind of from there, when I got into underwriting, it kind of just, I, I don't know, I just like them. I, I like that I see the whole picture of a person and not just, oh, hey, here's their umbrella and I can see what they have, but what I'm not writing any of that. Or is with the high values, I'm seeing the home, I'm seeing the auto, I'm seeing the umbrella, I'm seeing the collections, like I don't know. I like the whole picture. I I enjoy like being able to Google and look at the homes and saying like, hey, you know what? They have that wine collection I saw, but they didn't put that on the collections application. Maybe right. I should offer that coverage. Like there's just so much involved. And I mean, I've built a really great relationship more so with my AIG underwriter, which has helped a lot. Yeah. And, like even if it's something I can't write, he'll be like, hey, Carrie, you know what? If they don't have a claim in the next year resubmit this next year it might be something we can consider yeah can't consider this year but next year maybe we can we're working to build that with chubb too but i think the relationship aspect has been a huge 
huge help. Definitely. Um, And you know, this industry, yes, we have to know insurance law. We have to understand those things, but I say this all of the time. It really is about relationships, whether, you know, that some of our producers and our agents we work with in their relationship with you. And then that goes into your relationship with those underwriters that you need approval from, from carriers. So Yeah. yeah. So buddy up with Carrie, guys, she's going to help you out. <laughs> I mean, I even have like, we can put a little thing on our emails out of our system and I have to ask me about high values because I, I want more. I think there's a lot out there that we're not seeing and I want people to remember that we can, we can do them and build, Definitely. build up, build our books and build a good foundation on, on those high value homes. So it's definitely, right. I think something that's possible for sure. And I'm hoping over the next year or so to really, really build that up. Yeah, definitely. Well, another area where you really specialize is personal umbrellas and CPLs. And we've had so many questions about this that we actually created a CE class that we did this past week and we're repeating next week. Um, But Carrie, let's really just go into this because I think the average insurance professional, unless they've experienced writing a CPL versus a personal umbrella, I think a lot of people just honestly don't know or understand. And that's okay. That's why we do our education pieces here at Toscano. You can't be good at everything, but Carrie, you're so knowledgeable about this. Do you just want to kind of give us the cliff notes version of why you would choose a personal umbrella versus the CPL and vice versa? Yeah. So this is a, this is a area that I see a lot of confusion from our agents. They try to use the the terms inter- interchangeably and they're obviously not the same. So a CPO is basically when you're looking for that liability, you have that home, you have that vacant land, whatever it may be, and you don't have liability coverage on it, whether it be, maybe it's in the fair plane and you can't get it, or, you know, it's, you have a home in PA, but that vacant lands in Virginia and they don't want to extend to it. So that CPL is going to give you your base liability um, that you're looking for. An umbrella, on the other hand, is that there's underlying coverage already in place and it's going over top of that coverage. So your homes, your autos, your boats, your rentals, whatever it may be, there is an underlying liability already in place and that umbrella is just going, giving them more coverage over top of that. Easy explanation. I get it. And then we get into when people need more than what that personal umbrella can provide. So you want to talk about that a little bit when we get into access? Yeah. So there are excess umbrellas and excess CPLs also. Um, So an excess umbrella obviously is going to be over top your personal umbrella. So you have that base umbrella, say it's 5 million, um, say it's with RLI 5 million, but you want 10. RLI only offers five. Well, Hudson offers 5 million excess. So we would then get you that excess umbrella to get you to that 10 million limit. An excess CPL, on the other hand, is just also excess liability coverage, but it's not going to go over your boats. It's not going to go over your autos. It's basically just those owner-occupied rentals, vacants, and vacant land. We see a lot of those with maybe somebody that flips a lot of homes, like Mm. that's with USLI or American Modern type of company obviously on a personal lines forms and maybe they only offered 500,000 but they want it to have 2 million in coverage that excess would then bridge that gap to get them also to that limit but it's just going over the dwellings and vacant lands like I said and not auto and boats like an umbrella would Gotcha. Makes sense. So we have some really great tools here and this is what I love and you know obviously I'm the marketing director here. So we really try to push everything we have available and work on our raters, but we have a comparison, um, a comparable rater for personal umbrellas, which has become super popular. So Carrie, can you talk a little bit 
about that considering it's our number one used reader. Yeah, absolutely. So so it's almost like an application. It's going to ask you the number of homes you have, the number of boats, the number of autos, your driver information, not the license number, but their their date of birth, their name, obviously. And then if there's any accidents, violations, stuff like that. Some underwriting questions that need to be basically answered, yes or no. And then just the underlying limits. So you'd want to know what the the lowest limit per se is so like with the home if you have one that's 300,000 and one that's a million you'd obviously put 300,000 because it's the lowest limit and then obviously auto and boats and wreck vehicles and that too if you don't answer the underwriting questions no for a handful of them it's going to give you quotes at the end and there should be three it may not always but usually RLI, USLI, and Hudson are the carriers that it reaches out to and it'll tell you if something's not if like you don't get a quote for one of them it'll usually tell you why it doesn't mean that you're not gonna get a quote hudson we see a lot where it kind of refers out and they have to review it and then we get the quote later type of deal so it's not an automatic decline if a carrier doesn't give you the quote but there's a you're at least usually getting one or two if you get to that screen and then if for some reason it does refer out we review it take a look see if it's something that we can consider and then also quote it on those, those same markets for you I love this reader because it gives you the quote for all levels of coverage from the carriers that are providing a rate. It also gives a semi sort of pre-filled app based off of the information that has been provided. And then of course you get the binding instructions uh, that follow afterwards, which yep. it's so important. It, yeah, for people it makes to pay it super to. easy and easy. Like, I mean, that's even if somebody calls and asks, Hey, I need a quote an umbrella and I don't have time. I can easily go on that radar and enter that information for them, get those quotes and send it to them without having to go to multiple sites. So, I mean, even in the circumstance of needing to quote it over the phone, it makes it so much easier because it's numbers and yes or no, basically, besides putting a name in there. So it it makes it very easy. Uh, Within five minutes, you usually have a quote type of thing. And like I said, unless it refers off it, if it's one that's, you know, cut and dry, two drivers, one home, three autos, no accidents, violations, you're probably going to get a quote back pretty quick. Right. And as um, producers are working through and preparing for insurance reviews, this rater is a great tool to use. If you have a client that does not have a personal umbrella, you can easily go in there with the information you have and include all of these quotes that are listed. It's all on a really awesome sheet and put that in with your insurance review. Plus, if people are rejecting a personal umbrella or a CPL that you've provided to them, make sure you're getting that signed rejection form because everybody needs an umbrella, right, Karen? Yeah, I would say I've, the last couple of weeks, actually, been when I'm quoting like homeowners sending like an email as a cross sell, just saying, hey, you know what? We just quoted this insured's home. What's your thoughts on us quoting an umbrella? Here's an app for your convenience. Send it back. So even if I'm kind of bringing that up, it, it's, an, to me, everyone should have it. Yes, no doubt. Absolutely no doubt. And it doesn't matter if you have young children who are on social media or not, or young children who are, you know, starting to drive, whatever it is, everybody just needs it. And we did a lot of claim examples in the class that we provided. Um, was when was that? Wednesday. So if you haven't taken that class, we're repeating it again on the 18th. A really good thing to uh, jump in on. Even if you don't need the CE credit, this is just a great deep dive. There's great information in here to help you explain to your prospects and insurers why they need to have an umbrella instead of saying, hey, yeah, you just really need this. A lot of people don't see the value in it and think nothing's ever going to happen to them. So the claim examples that we share are great to use in those conversations with prospects. 
I think Harry, too, people forget yeah. about that stuff too. Like the the claims to me, a lot of the time are things that happen. It could happen to anybody. It's not just the fluke thing. And I think those claims example give good ideas to think about. Like you don't stuff you wouldn't normally think about when you're talking to insured, but should yeah. be talking about. Right. And I think for so long, the stigma was that people who are really rich need umbrella policies. Like, I agree. I think when I first came, when I first came in to insurance and especially into personal lines, that was my thought. Like, mm-hmm. oh, these people are wealthy. They, this is why they have it. But like the more I've been in here, the more I realize like your average person needs an umbrella, like especially with how prevalent social media is. I mean, even mm-hmm. a podcast like this, like, oh, yeah, it's so easy for somebody to sue you on anything nowadays that it just to me it, it makes sense to be pushing it with anybody absolutely to get one I would agree well Carrie thank you so much for taking the time I know you're a very busy woman all of the time helping out our insureds and prospects um but I really appreciate you taking the time to come on the podcast today absolutely thanks for having me of course. Enjoy the game tonight. Thanks. And I'm off <laughs> all next week. So nobody send me anything next week. So oh, no, she's my, got back up. Birth, it's my birthday next week. So oh, that's why I'm off. So. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks again. Thank you. And I'm on the roll.